welcome to the Whiskey Sisters podcast. I am Inga Larissa. And I am Jennifer Rose. Join our weekly adventures as we rock the whiskey world. We will be bringing you whiskey-related news and gossip, discussing latest bottle releases, and of course, tasting our way through delicious drams. We'll be hosting expert guests, hitting the road to visit some Scottish distilleries, and let's not forget dropping in some cheeky whiskey facts. You're listening to Whiskey Sisters, the podcast. This week we did something a bit different. We paid a visit to the Scots Malt Whiskey Society in Glasgow and recorded at the venue. We sure did. But before we chat to Callum, the venue manager at the Society's Glasgow venue, let's stick our noses into the latest whiskey news. Stick your nose in it. So I'm very excited about this week's news, and I'm sure you are as well, Jennifer, considering you're moving to Portugal soon. Oh, exciting. Oh, I know. I'm looking forward, <laughs> looking forward to all the holidays in Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, the company that owns the prestigious Scots Malt Whiskey Society has made big plans to grow their memberships in Europe by investing to solve the Brexit-related delivery problems. And mamma mia, don't get me started with <laughs> (laughs) the delivery problems oh my god (laughs) it's been like a crazy pantomime isn't it of like delivery issues not good not good but anyway so the artisanal spirits company they've got a warehouse in mainland europe to improve delivery times for members after brexit it was taking months i mean months and months to ship stock to customers on the continent Oh, and that just impacts mental well-being of of the nations, doesn't it? I know, it's like, I want my whiskey faster, (laughs) please. (laughs) Totally. It doesn't help when your friend doesn't put the full address on the label. (laughs) (laughs) That that might have been me. Okay, but this investment, which means that customers in Europe are now receiving their orders faster than ever. um, And that's coming a year that saw global membership of the society grow by 18% to more than 33,000 in the period that ended in December of last year. So slower growth in Europe was offset by exceptional expansion of new members in China, whilst in the UK there were 20% more members and that totaled 16,400 by the year end. But Mm. overall membership has continued to grow and expand since the end of the year with the total sitting at 34,000 200 at the end of February, up a 3%, 3 juicy percent more than the year before. That's so good, doesn't it? And I'm actually thinking that I might rejoin now as well um, because I didn't renew my previous membership because obviously all the portal issues and then the lack of like membership venues. They do different types Mm -hmm. of venues, uh, like a partner bars within Europe as well. And there's two in Milan, but I want more than like proper membership venues that they do in the UK. So I'm hoping that this will push them to do that as well in the future. Well, growth certainly going in the right direction, isn't it? Yeah. I really enjoy being a member. I think there's loads of benefits. The venue 
in Glasgow that I'm most familiar with. It's really beautiful and where, yeah. where we, um, we meet Callum. And it's a super special place for the Whiskey Sisters Alliance, isn't it? Because yes. that's where we shared our first jams together. And if you don't mind me saying, Inca, there was a bit of a magical moment of, you know, Whiskey Sisterhood connectivity when, you know, we were enjoying our Scotch Malt Whiskey Society jams. I casually said that my favourite whiskey was Buna. You said was yours. <laughs> and I don't know. That was us sorted, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And basically everyone else sitting anywhere near us was probably staring at us thinking, what? <laughs> they looked like so happy. We were hugging and crying and high-fiving and, you know. It was a beautiful moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But it's a lovely place to go, isn't it? And it know, is. there, there's always space and, you know, you can make whiskey friends, which I love. I love a bit of a chat to people that I've never exactly. met before and bond over whiskey. Love that. Yeah. And because they have so much choice as well. So you get loads of different opinions and different whiskeys and just, yeah, it's, it's really nice. And also the staff is really, really friendly. And I'm not to say it because we're talking with Callum this, <laughs> in this episode, but like they are just so much fun and have such a like a expansive knowledge. Yeah, ask anything about whiskey, and yeah, they just oh, I love it. You learn something every time. Definitely. So just a quick uh, word on this uh, expansion. So the company is on course to open the warehouse, um, which is actually going to employ around ten new people once it's fully running so it's just you know a few jobs as well this is always nice it should open in the second half of the year hey and kids you think one of these days we'll have a partner bar each you and italy and me in portugal i know that's exactly what i was thinking earlier you know i was thinking oh you could have one in portugal i could organize one in italy with special mm -hmm. discounted prices for whiskey sister listeners <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah go hard or go home Cleopatra's bath time, serialism, delicate masculinity, drink me, you swine, <laughs> Thatcher's tea break, imami heaven, sassy lassie in a leather skirt, like, <laughs> like uh, I was trying to do a thing there, like the Scots Malt Whiskey Society's many bottles, we are all unique and different, but united by our love for whiskey. Absolutely. Oh, how much fun are those unique bottle names? Just love uh, them. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society, most of their whiskies are from Scotland. Although when uh, we meet with Callum, he said, I think their newest release was from Ireland, but most from Scotland, the society's purchase casks from pretty much every single distillery that there is including some silent distilleries that are no longer in uh, operation and a fact that we both love I think it's fair to say Inca that all Scotch mm -hmm. Malt Whiskey Society's whiskies are bottled at cask strength and yeah. no chill filtration or other interference takes place and just a really allows you to enjoy the whiskey raw untouched in its natural beautiful form so these bottles can be really surprising. Yes going back to cask strength and your previous comment basically go hard or go home 
<laughs> Absolutely. It works in every level and every situation. That's basically. it. That's it. Each bottle uh, at the Malt Whiskey Society is numbered based on the distillery and the cask number. But the identity of the distillery is often unknown to the drinker. So you will, however, know the type of the cask and the age. And they also put a little bit of tasting notes into the outturns or, you know, um, on the bottle as well. And the idea behind the numbers is to allow you to really taste the whiskey with open mind and often you know if we know the distillery we tend to expect certain flavors but these mm-hmm. are single casks from the distillery so it doesn't mean that it's gonna be what you would think so exactly it's just the element of surprise I guess and just yeah really have a blank canvas and taste the whiskey as it comes takes it keeps it really fresh doesn't it oh yeah yeah definitely I, I just I really love it I think every time I, I don't always like all day whiskies, but there's always something surprising, whether it's in a good way or bad way, or just a new flavor or new description, how you can actually, you know, describe the whiskey and stuff. So, yeah, lots to learn. Dram on fire. So today, Whiskey Sisters are recording from the Scots Malt Whiskey Society in Glasgow. We are together sharing drams again. How exciting is this thing? Yes. <laughs> We got our little tasting room here and a little dram that we want to talk about. Oh, absolutely. So if there's some background noise of some revelers in the background, please um, please excuse that. But we've got a really lovely dram to discuss today, haven't we? Yes, we do. So tell us a little bit about our choice tonight, Inca. Well, it's called Oddball, Funky and Eccentric. Eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, this one is a Highlander. Its uh, cast type is Recharged Hogshead. So it adds a little bit of funky, nice, rusty colour to it. Yeah. And also a tiny bit of that kind of smoky feel to it. It's 11 years old and bottled at 57.4 ABV. So we're going for the we're going for some strength this evening. Mm. Now the color on this dram is stunning, isn't it? Yes, it's beautiful. It's almost I don't know, it makes me think of sunrise maybe. Yeah. Really like deep coppery color, yeah. like just stunning to look at in the glass. Mm. But I was quite struck by how how strong the aromas are on the nose. Yes, it's, but it's really delicious on the nose, isn't it? So nice. Yeah, for a while I was forgetting to taste it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just stick your nose in the glass. Yeah, stick your nose in. <laughs> so what are you getting on the nose then? Really strong, kind of a burnt kind of sugar, burnt demerara sugar, maybe a kind of candied toasted marshmallow. Yeah, definitely marshmallow. That's what I was getting as well. Even I think there's a little bit of cinnamon in there. Yeah. And really kind of strong aroma, isn't yeah. it? At first I, I even got a tiny bit of that smokiness, but now because the air, I feel it's sweeter. Yeah, yeah, so it's really quite sweet on the nose. Yeah. And it will taste now, but yeah, it could just smell for, for ages. Mm. What about the mouthfeel for you, Inca? I think it starts off quite slightly silky or kind of, I don't want to say smooth because everything's not like, <laughs> like soft, but then actually it's quite dry. There's a wee dry, that, huh, they're yeah. saying that dryness. The initial it? feel is softer mm-hmm. and then it goes dry. And on the palate for me, it's still sweet, but there is a bit of a kick to it. Mm, just a little bit of spice. Yeah, kind of like the 
kind of Christmas cake, yeah. kind of spice, like ginger, ginger cinnamon, yeah. yeah, nutmeg. And I think, yeah, you get that demerara sugar as Definitely. well. Definitely. It's really easy to drink, isn't it? Mm. I know, I haven't even tried it with the water yet. <laughs> I don't know if I want to try it with water, but I kind of feel for research purposes we should release the serpent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. If you're new to Whiskey Sisters podcast, um, that's a reference to a previous episode. And how much water did you add? How so many it's tiny, yeah, yeah, that's enough. Yeah. Just a few drops here. Yeah. I can hear some vigorous cocktail making oh, in the background. Yeah, whiskey cocktails. <laughs> so does that change the nose for you with the... Uh, it's quite sweet, but... It's much the same for me, maybe yeah, a little bit more mellow. Yeah. I, earlier, I think as well, we got a little bit of that, um, what did you say, those sherries, um... Oh, maraschino cherry. Yeah, yeah. Yay. And for me, it was a little bit like the Vinsanto that they use. Um, that beautiful. Like the dessert. Yeah, the Italian dessert wine that they dip the biscuits in. Oh, nice. So I guess it's kind of similar to the... Yeah, yeah, maraschino. I agree. So maybe a little bit less of that now, but more sugary sweetness. Yeah, yeah. I think it loses something yeah, for me. exactly. Really? It definitely lost the, the, the smooth, silky yeah. mouthfeel at the the in, and even the dryness is not so. Yeah, I must admit I feel a little bit disappointed. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Boo hiss! I wish we hadn't added water. <laughs> but the thing is with the the malt, uh, Scotch Malt Whiskey Society whiskies is that they are always bottled at cask strength. Yes. So they really vary from you know they can be this like sixty over sixty percent ABV. So. You kind of feel like you should add the water. Well, exactly. You know, yeah. like sometimes it does release these new aromas, new flavors, yeah. and it works really well. But then sometimes, like a lot of the times, I don't think I need it. Yeah, but and I feel I'm getting less from that now. Yeah, yeah, Funny, isn't it? Oh, it's crazy. That's interesting. We're having, and I, I literally just put like a yeah. drop or two. Yeah, a couple of drops. Mm. And do we do know what distillery this is from, Inca? Blair Atoll. Ah, Blair yeah. Atoll. Up, mm. Yeah, up near Pitlochry. That's a beautiful part of uh, the Scottish countryside. Yeah. Should I read a little bit of what this is here? Yeah, uh-huh. So they describe this one, the on the nose, big and bold, frankly offbeat, peanut brittle, gingerbread, Portuguese custard tarts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, orange liqueur. Uh, seaweed yeah I guess a little bit seaweed I guess mm. charred oak oh yeah that was kind of because yeah, it's the recharge yeah, yeah. Um, on the palate a little bit rum like mm. raisins and cherries manuka honey oh yeah ah, I can actually yeah, get yeah. it now if it, yeah uh, birch twigs toffee toasted almonds molasses licorice and leather uh, and then with water, there's a little custard on the nose, custard Danish, mincemeat pies. Yeah. So lots of sweetness. Yeah. PX flavoured ice cream, sherries in a syrup. I don't know. Dry finish of licorice root, nicotine and black tea. Black tea, yeah, maybe. Okay, I'm, I can, I can like get now down with the black tea. Yeah, yeah, isn't it funny? But A lot yeah. of those other flavours I certainly wasn't getting. No, I don't think with that, yeah... I think with the water, it doesn't offer so much. But I would definitely like another dram of this without the water. Yes, and I would just stare at it. <laughs> Oddball, funky and eccentric all the way, Inca. Callum Lawson. So we have a little guest here as well. Callum, the venue manager at the Scots Malt Society Glasgow venue. Welcome. 
Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. So first, I think it would be nice to just do a little overview of what the society is all about for people who are not so familiar. Yeah, sure. Um, so we're an independent bottler of uh, single cask and cask strength whiskey. Um, we started back in 1983. It was literally just a group of friends who purchased a cask of whiskey and they started sharing it with friends and it just kind of grew arms and legs. Um, it was never really intended to be what it is today. Um, but now we have you know, a growing membership worldwide, mm-hmm. um, especially in the UK. And we have the original venue in Leith was from 1983. Yeah. And there's one in Queen Street, Edinburgh as well, one in London, and now one in Glasgow. The best one's in Glasgow. Yes, exactly. I was just going to say, my favourite is the Glasgow one. I like the Edinburgh one as well, but it's a bit more proper. Uh, And I've not been to Leith yet. Uh Yeah, I've not been to the Edinburgh one. They've all got a different vibe. Um, Leith's very much more traditional, you know, it's kind of armchairs and fireplaces. Yeah, yeah. It's an old um, uh, wine vaults, and so it's got a lot of history, um, which is really interesting. And then Queen Street is kind of similar to Glasgow in, in the way that it's designed, yeah. the interior design, you know, it's quite modern, yeah. it's fun, it's kind of laid back, there's, there's different types of furniture and... Yeah, and there's different rooms. There's different rooms, yeah. so that's the big difference is that they have um, kaleidoscope on the ground floor, which is actually a public bar, so mm-hmm. oh, anyone can go in. Yeah, you don't, you don't need to be a member, no. So it's an old mm-hmm. Victorian townhouse, it's lovely. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since I've been there. Are there any prerequisites to people becoming a member? What, do like they have to pass a test or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, no, not at all. I mean, you know, especially it's open to, to everybody. Yeah. And inclusive, and you know, whiskey has changed a lot. You know, I think my preconception of the, the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society before I joined, or before I knew anything about it, before I started working for them, was without knowing anything. It's you know, it sounds like it might be exclusive, or it might it sounds kind of like a an old fashioned kind of gentleman's club or something. Like that. But that's only if you don't know anything about it, which I didn't really. Uh, and it can be further from the truth, you know, uh, especially the Glasgow venue, it's, it's, it's very modern, it's relaxed, yeah. and it's kind of yeah. welcoming to everybody. And, you know, the whiskey demographic has changed massively, you know. Back in the day, you know, when I was younger, I, I never really drank whiskey. It wasn't really fashionable. It was considered to be like kind of something your grandfather drank. Yeah. But yeah. Nowadays, Stuffy. you know, everyone is... is, is different ages. Different ages. <laughs> Yeah, what I like the society, about the society as well, like all the tastings and people, everyone who works here knows so much about all the bottles. And because obviously you don't have the distillery names on the bottle. No. So it's all about the whiskey rather than the distillery. Yeah, I mean, to somebody who comes to the door for the first time, it could be maybe we'd be, be a little bit intimidating for because sure. they don't know. But once you kind of delve into the way that the bottles are set up and it's actually very easily accessible you know mm. and at the end of the day you can't really go wrong because it's all fantastic stuff because all the bottles are green aren't they it's like beautiful um, yeah. array of green bottles but yeah so if you went into normal whiskey bar you'd probably see you'd probably recognise a lot of different brands from mm. different yeah. distilleries you know um, whereas you come in here we've, we've got our um, uh, monogram was the word I was looking yeah. for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know on the front of the bottle and the bottles are green the glass is green yeah um, really nice but then the, the difference is that we have 12 different flavour profiles mm-hmm. so and they're all different colours, different flavour profiles um, and each bottle essentially is from one single cask or some are finished in a secondary cask mm-hmm. and they all have individual weird, weird and wonderful names. Yeah, I love the uh, names. Yeah. So from a distance they all they do look the same but uh, yeah. once you get a bit closer you can, you can work your way through it. 
Can you tell us a bit about how the, the bottles come to get their weird and wonderful names? Or, you know, we're right in thinking there's a tasting panel. Yeah, so there's a group who sit in the panel and they meet probably weekly, I'm not, um, in Leith, wow. yeah, in the head office. They're just trying sampling whiskey, whiskey and just trying to work out whether it's right the bottle and, and what they think of it. And, and then they start putting their um, descriptions into it and then coming up with these, these, yeah. these crazy, crazy names. But that is a sought after job. Well, I've got to say, actually, it is, <laughs> and, and, um, it's a bit of a, a, um, a thing just now because um, they're actually looking to open it up to other people in the, oh, in the well. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can get you an invite quite yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm mostly people who, in, who work in the venues that they're actually looking yeah, to get. Yeah, that's we've, we've had to nominate one person from each venue to, to potentially take part. Because exactly. everybody asks, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. Everybody wants to do that job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a fun fact. It would be fun. And if you, if you had a bottle which you could say you named, that would be pretty fabulous, right? Yeah, mm. that would be fun. Yeah, so the, the, so apart from the flavour profiles, we've got 12 different flavour profiles, and I think they work fantastically because, yeah. you know, we're, we're all about flavour. You know, even if you knew what distillery it comes from, mm-hmm. it's going to be different because essentially we buy that whiskey at their young age and we have full control over it. So we have it, keep it in our warehouse and we can do whatever, whatever we want with it. You know, we can put it in any type of cast that we want. But the good thing is you get lots of information on, on the bottle yeah. as well. So, you know, the number code is quite interesting because we have a, a, a system where basically the first number on the bottle is the number of the distillery. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as the first distillery that we ever bought from is distillery oh, number one. Yeah. yeah. And now we're up to 150. And, that, and that's just of whiskies. Uh, and that's including whiskies from other parts of the world as well. Ooh. Obviously, we bought a lot of things, you know, our own gins, rums, armagnacs, cognacs. And then the second number on the bottle is the release from that distillery. So this one here is 66.173. So this is from distillery number 66. And um, it's the 173rd bottling we've done from, wow. or the 173rd cask. That we've bottled from that and distillery. And do you know all the distilleries? Do I, know, do I know them? Well, <laughs> like, this is the thing, we're not. The numbers, we like, don't. We don't. We don't publicize what the distilleries yeah. are, but everybody wants to know. <laughs> it's one of the first questions people ask you after you give them a, a whiskey. They kind of look at you and oh, say, yeah. "What? What distillery is this?" I don't so, really care for that. Like, well, that's the way it should be. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah. And that's the way to approach it. You should. Yeah. Be, you should be driven by the, the. Even if it's in the name that just catches your imagination, or the, the flavors they're talking about, or the flavor profile, then that is the way to go for I it. Think yeah. I would be. I'm one of those customers nosy for where it's from. <laughs> a lot of people ask, and, and then we feel that. Well, we, we kind of need to know. And, and yeah. you know, like I said, everything kind of happened, you know, when they, they bottled that first cask and called it the Distillery number 1, I don't think we were ever imagining that it would be ever 150 of them. So it was just a simple method. Um, but people, you know, people who are into whiskey, I can say this, say this word affectionately, you know, you talk about whiskey geeks. Yeah. So it's just another level of that in a way, you know, like... <laughs> People start learning the numbers, and then the staff will learn numbers. Like even just now, we were there was we were, we were joking about testing each other on what, what different numbers <laughs> yeah. are. And stuff like that. But yeah, it's not really about that. It's all about flavour driven. So it's not about the distillate. But yeah, yeah, and I think it's a nice place for all levels of whiskey drinkers. Yeah, because like personally, I've learned so much about whiskey just by going to the tastings at the society, right. different rooms. So Lovely. yeah, you always get little. Do you? Remember if you have any Glendullen whiskies? Uh, <laughs> just because Chen's got a cast. Yeah. So I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know, it's funny how what you were saying, we're, we're joking about um, 
texting Michelle about the numbers. I can't tell you what that number is off the top of my head, and I feel a bit embarrassed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we do. <laughs> I'm, like a, um, I'm not. I, I can check for you afterwards. Actually, and I'll let you know because we've got a lot of whiskey here at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, that's absolutely. the thing. So much variety. Uh-huh. I would like to see a couple more proper venues in some of the countries like you know key markets I would imagine sure. like Germany is probably one of the yeah. key markets yeah I know in Milan they have Pander bars but yeah I mean, that would be that would be that would be great to see as well mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure exactly what the, the plans are going forward but I would sort of love to see a, um, another venue yeah and uh, countries all in, in a absolutely I think it would encourage more foreign markets maybe yeah. just to join yeah absolutely but yeah. people can still order the bottles online so right? yeah so basically you, you can order the uh, yeah, bottles online and there'll just be lots of events to be organized in you know different areas and again you have the partner bars where there's, there's loads of bars you know all america and um, yeah. china and stuff you can go you can yeah, go along so and you can buy our whiskeys because to be able to buy the whiskey on even online you have to be a member yeah yeah can you tell us a little bit more, Calm, about the beautiful Glasgow venue? Yeah, um, I'd, be, I'd be delighted to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I covered a little bit about Leith and Queen Street, um, but you know, Glasgow is the newest venue, um, and I think they've really kind of you know, hit the, the nail on the head with the, the, the layout and the design of the yeah. venue. It just works really well. Um, you were in, we're in a basement, so it's kind of tucked away, so you wouldn't necessarily know it was there unless you knew it was there. Um, but as you come down the stairs, you're kind of like greeted with this kind of wall of whiskey. It's a big pyramid of whiskey behind the bar. Yeah. And there's, there's wee alcoves um, all around the venue, but at the same time, it's still one space. Yeah. So, you know, typically in Glasgow, we have a different kind of vibe anyway. Um, and, you know, we play music in the background. We have quite a lot of live music here as well. But right. because it's all one space, it kind of you get a bit of more of an, an atmosphere, you know. Yeah. Um, but you can still also have a little bit of privacy. You know, we're sitting in the tasting room just now, which is you yeah. know purpose built for a tasting. It's a big long table, ten people. You end up chatting to people next to you, which is Yay. what whiskey is all about. Absolutely. Um, and then you know, on the other side of the venue, we have like the snug, and we have some sofas and oh. some some booths. You know, with yeah. beautiful coloured furniture. Yeah, it's colourful. Really yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a central spot as well, isn't it? Located in Bath Street in Glasgow, so handy for transport. Nice everything. plug for the location, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it is it's though, you're got right. a special place in my heart because the first day Inc and I met, we spent time here. Yeah. So oh, there right. were no okay, whiskey sisters. That. <laughs> That's and nice. there was no Scotch Malt Whiskey yeah. Society in Glasgow. Well, there you go. Um, and you also do food and like cheese boards and. Yes, we do. Yeah, but we're just. Sometimes people come in and they feel like they, 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 there's a need to, to be into whiskey to enjoy it, the, the venue, but it's not the case, you know. We're just like. Any other you know bar, we do good, nice food. Food's casual, yeah. you know, it's fish and chips and haggis and stuff like that. But it's mm-hmm. very good, and we have everything you would get in any other bar. You know, some nice draft beer, yeah. wines, cocktails. Exactly. Am I right thinking that if you're a member, you can bring friends? Yeah. Was it two or three. Yeah. So each member can bring three guests every time they come. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. everyone doesn't like. You don't have to like yeah. risk it. You can yeah. just. Yeah. Um, we actually have a non-members day on a Tuesday as well. Okay. So okay. we're open to yeah. everyone. Oh, that lets people yeah. come in and have a nosy if they're a bit drunk. Exactly. Well, you know, because of our the timing for our opening, we, we opened originally um, right before the first lockdown. So we were open for 10 days. We were having, <laughs> we were having launch parties <laughs> and uh, the next week we were closed. And then, you know, when we opened back up again, there was restrictions and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we had quite a lot of people who joined and then, you know, your membership lasts for a year. So maybe they didn't rejoin. I don't know. Sure. And so there was a huge uptake in membership when we announced we were coming. Lure them in, Cal. Lure them in. Absolutely. 
Oh, thank you so much, Calm, as Inca says, for uh, sharing My your pleasure. expertise and so many drums to choose from. Let's get busy, Inca. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Cheers. Whiskey Sisters, Whiskey Fact. Okay, so never fear, listeners, you will still be expanding your armory of whiskey facts from this week's episode, but we are mixing it up a bit, keeping it a little bit spicy. And this week, we are playing a game of whiskey fact or whiskey fiction. First up is Jane Tasting Inca. I'll be oh, tell <laughs> I was good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be giving you three statements that you'll need to decide are they whiskey fact or whiskey fiction. Are you ready, Inca? Go on, hit me. Hit me with your rhythm stick. <laughs> <laughs> whiskey fact or whiskey fiction. The nineteen forty-nine film Whiskey Galore that was actually remade in 2016 was based on a true story. Whiskey fact or whiskey fiction? Oh, I actually haven't watched this film yet. I know you told me last time you met that I should watch Enka. it. Uh, I know. Uh, I want to say fact. You are correct. <laughs> this story was based on a real-life incident that occurred in 1941 off the Hebridean island of Eriske, or Erske, again, I'm not sure, let's go with Erske, when the SS politician ran aground with a cargo including 28,000 cases of malt whiskey as well as other trade goods that were headed for Jamaica and New Orleans. It's definitely on my schedule. Maybe, maybe I'll watch it soon. Well, do you know, I've not watched <clears throat> the, the new one, so maybe we can watch the new one together. Yes. Okay, so you've got one out of three. American actress Marilyn Monroe is quoted as saying, I wish to live to 150 years old, but the day I die, I wish it to be with a cigarette in one hand and a glass of whiskey in the other. That's fiction because she did say that, but the age is wrong. Okay, you're sort of right, but you're wrong, Inca. It's not like you. That quote... <laughs> oh, that... someone else. It's not her, right? So that I quote know. was from that's the... That's sounded so familiar. Oh, yeah. so that's by American actress Eva Gardner. Ah. So do you think the age on that quote is wrong? Well, that's what I thought that it was, because you said, but no, not for, probably not for her, right? Not for her, right? Yeah, So the exactly. actress Ava Gardner was apparently a lady that enjoyed her malts and a cheeky cheeky cigarette loss. <laughs> yeah. No, all that sounds good, but I thought the age was a bit too much, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit greedy, right? So, hit me with the last one. The first bottle of whiskey to break the six-figure price barrier was from Dalmore Distillery. Fiction, I would say Macallan. Inca, you've only got one out of three. That is indeed, <laughs> that's indeed a whiskey fact. In 2010, nice. the distillery, Dalmore Distillery, sold two bottles for £100,000 each. Check them out. I'm glad because, you know, all these things. It's always McAllen, McAllen, McAllen. So, you know, <laughs> yay, not being McAllen. So, um, what, one out of three. One out of three. Damn it. <laughs> okay, wait for your turn, lady. Whiskey fact or whiskey fiction? 
Are you ready for your first one? <laughs> yeah, go on then. Okay. Unaged Scotch whiskey is often also called and known as white dog. Oh, God, I've never heard that before. I'm going to say that's whiskey fiction. It is whiskey fiction because it's unaged American whiskey that is often called white dog. And ah. Scotch whiskey is just known as malt, uh, new make. Sorry, new make. That's so cool. I've never heard that before about American whiskey. I'm looking forward to learning more about that, especially for season two. Amazing. Poof, check me out. <laughs> okay, number two. Whiskey is the official state beverage of Alabama. Oh, I want this to be fact. I'm going with fact. It is a fact. <laughs> All other states have a soft drink or milk. Like, come on, states. Sweet home Alabama. I know. Alabama is badass. <laughs> Amazing. You know, screw your milk. I got whiskey. Okay, so you obviously beat me right now. So, but still, can you do three out of three? Let's go for it. Diabetics urine can be transformed into whiskey due to its, its high sugar content. Whiskey, scary fact. It's a crazy fact. It's disgusting. <laughs> and this happened. Someone has actually made whiskey from urine of people who have diabetes. That's just like so wrong in so many levels. So wrong. And Kat, I wish you were talking pish, but you're not. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, yes. I'll raise a glass to you, winner of tonight's whiskey <laughs> facts and fictions. Well done. Oh. oh, that was fun. Whiskey Sisters! In next week's episode, we will be talking about single crane scotch whiskey. And we will be welcoming Keith from the Indie Bottler, the Whiskey Cellar, yay, as he has released some magnificent... <laughs> <laughs> Spit it out, Enka. Yeah. Uh, he, he has released some really, really good single grain <laughs> whiskies. Yeah, that will be amazing. Really looking forward to that. And we will be offering our tasting notes on two single green expressions. So dig out your bottles, pour yourself a dram and join us next Wednesday. And if you're enjoying our podcast, we'd love if you'd tell all your whiskey pals about it. And why don't you join our dram squad? If you want to share the love, please write a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to our podcast. But hey, if you're not enjoying it, then... Don't you trouble yourself with a review. Just yeah. don't bother. Nah. No, no. Just drink your whiskey and just exit stage left. Thank you. <laughs> Meanwhile, you can keep up to date on all things Whiskey Sisters on our Instagram at whiskeysisters.podcast where Jennifer is posting all sorts of fun reels all the time from all the travels around Scotland that I'm missing out on. <laughs> <laughs> and Twitter at Whiskey Sisters and Facebook at Whiskey Sisters Podcast. From winner Jen, it's a goodbye from me. <laughs> Slunge until next time, Jennifer. <laughs> See you then, Anka. Bye. Do 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 do